0: let's go baby football card collecting and investing merry christmas a happy new year around the corner and obviously andy we're getting up to the playoffs right and we'll talk about mr joe burrow baby People doubted him. You never snubbed this man for a Pro Bowl again. A 525 spot. We'll get to that in a second. I'm only just a little excited about that, Andy. Just a little excited about that. But obviously the most important thing is we want to answer as many questions and from listeners of the podcast nationwide. And Andy, the, the, the number one question we've been getting in your Discord community is about focusing on playoff players but not just playoff players but potentially free agents and guys that
1: may or may not make the playoffs just a little excited huh (laughs) just a little just a little yeah man the end is near the end is near you got fantasy football championships this week so after this week fantasy football seasons are done You have one week left after that in the regular season. Then we start the playoffs. You still got a a lot of teams on the bubble in the AFC. One that jumps off to me are are the Chargers. And it's like, man, what if you you got out there a Justin Herbert rookie card and you were dead set on selling that in the playoffs, expecting the Chargers to make that playoff run, and you've got some Mike Williams, some Keenan Allen, some Justin Herbert. Do you still try and sell it in January thinking that, you know, people are reflecting on the football season, looking at the top performers in all position categories and statistical categories, or do you hold it potentially for the draft, potentially for 2022? Um, and then you talk about quick flips. Are the only guys left to quick flip on going to be the teams in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, Carter? And I th- I think that that's going to be where the highest uh, sales volume is going to go are guys that are in the, in the playoffs and making it to the Super Bowl?
0: Quick flips are hard at this point, Andy, simply because we always say this when you buy a card, it still has to get to you. And then you still have to go through the listing process. So the quick flip thing is kind of tough at this point, as only a few players are actually going to make the playoffs, because there are a bunch of really good players on really Bad team. So it's important to understand that quick flipping is a little bit tough. But obviously, Andy, this is going to be the question that you're going to keep getting is what should you do about these bubble playoff players? I will say this. It is interesting, Andy, going back to last year, looking at sales volume of how a player's market can go down after a playoff loss. And I do think it's important To look into that before we actually get into the playoffs
1: yeah definitely important to look into that have your cards listed ready to go you got to be more um, vigilant on opening your packages when you get them and part of my new process and this is a little bit more painful it's not as enjoyable as going through the cards and just like you know reveling in their beauty and everything but I've been as i open them and i and i record so i create content so i am recording my mail days but then uh, immediately following that i'm taking the time to take pictures uh front and back in good lighting and, like listing them as i open them because if not i end up putting them on my table and i have like a stack of cards that then becomes a gargantuan task to to list and and then i'm not ready like i i right. there were some T Higgins cards some Joe Burrow cards i wish i had ready sunday now I've already sold a few since since then, and and you know I think that's what you kind of have to do as soon as you you catch wind of anything or you're watching games. If you, if your cards aren't listed, like list them immediately, get them on there, buy it now, ready to go. Because once they get knocked out of the playoffs, if they don't make the playoffs, I think you will see a dip there for a short time period. Except for Carter, I think certain skill position players, certain quarterbacks, certain players. Period that have been very good statistically throughout this season that are on pretty big market teams, I think those guys are still going to see postseason demand in January just based on the elevated football card market activity as a whole. People done with their fantasy season, so now they have more time. You got Christmas bonuses, year-end bonuses, that kind of stuff in January, plus more time equals more um, focus, more resources to dedicate to football cards. It is interesting
0: because you you take a guy like DK Metcalf, who's just obscenely talented, obscenely marketable. His prices, of course, have gone down because, of course, he's on a bad team. Now, they're still somewhat expensive, but still, if you really believe DK Metcalf is this transcendent, otherworldly, very marketable talent That could be someone you can look into as far as investing. Darnell Mooney is another guy uh, that is on a bad team who I think is going to be a really good wide receiver over the next couple of years. So these are guys that aren't on playoff teams. All the wide receivers that we like for the Denver Broncos, or if you're a big-time Javante Williams believer, that's someone else you can look into. And those are just the skill guys. And, Andy, this is key. All right, because it kind of dives into uh, the person of the hour, which is Joe Burrow. You know, the, the, the prices of some of the quarterbacks this past weekend really did some wild things. And the guy by far who led the way was, of course, our saint, uh, our, my dear, beloved leader, Joe freaking Burrow
1: yeah man 525 passing yards four touchdowns 143.2 passer rating historic game so he passed for 900 yards against a single team that's the Baltimore Ravens in the season that breaks the record previously held by Joe Montana and Dan Marino so Mm. fairly historic game he had yesterday and, and you know when asked if that comment about giving him the gold jacket was on his mind he said maybe <laughs> you know he's playing a little chip, chip okay. on his shoulder but the hobby reacted uh, insane so he had roughly 1900 rookie card sales from sunday and and monday and i i did that uh monday night uh last night i looked at that um and the top sale was a car an rpa on card auto numbered out of five That sold for $40,000. $40,000. $40,000. And so what's interesting is I compared this to Josh Allen because Josh Allen actually had the highest PFF grade of any quarterback from Sunday. And he got his revenge against the New England Patriots. And he was absolutely, as one of my good Bill's friends, mafia friends calls it, you know, bending the, the matrix out there. With some of those throws that he was just evading pressure and yeah, across the field on his back foot, so he had a 91 PFF grade, he had the highest grade by any QB against the Patriots defense this season, and that was a must win game for playoff implications. And so that was that was huge. And he's only uh two years younger than Joe Burrow. But he only had 350 rookie card sales, and his highest sale was a gold prism RPA numbered out of 10 that sold for 7,200. Wow, 40,000 compared
0: to 7,000. And you know what's funny? I never actually looked at their ages. Is Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, I'm guessing uh, their ages are very, very similar, even though Josh Allen came out. Earlier, Joe Burrow, of course, was a fifth-year player. Um, You know what's very fascinating about it is, Andy, I actually made a play on a few Joe Burrow cards on Saturday, on Christmas Day, because I thought he was going to go off on the Ravens. Now, I didn't think he was going to do what he did, but he did it. I'm not sure if Burrow's prices are ever going to go down. I've always believed in him. I always thought he was going to be absolutely transcendent in the NFL because I saw what he did for LSU. I saw how he evaded rushers in the pocket. It was more than just Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Clyde Edwards-Solaire. He's special. He rises everyone else's performance. There were a few plays in that Ravens game where he had to evade pressure. Now what's really interesting about it is – he's nowhere close. The athlete Josh Allen is when it comes to obviously scrambling and obviously just pure arm strength, but Joe Burrow is just really freaking good. There's just no other way to describe it. He's just good at every aspect of it. And despite Joe Burrow, not having a great arm, his deep passing plays is what sets him apart. You know, when, when we think of great arms, we think Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, right? Uh, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, but Joe Burrow just still gets the ball down the field. I was a little shocked at how crazy the card market got, though. I I, I really was, Andy. I didn't think it would be as insane because I actually looked at the sales uh, volume as well. Man, dude, they, they were just flying off the racks. Uh, and look – this wasn't happening. Uh, I almost bought a Joe Burrow PSA 10 uh, for $150 last week. There's no telling where that thing is going to go now, just its base prism PSA 10. But the truth of the matter, and this is why I started looking into some Burrow plays, is that Justin Herbert's prices were way higher than Joe Burrow prices, yeah. uh, not astronomically higher, but probably for you know each card parallel Justin Herbert was at least $100 more in a PSA 10 format compared to Joe Burrow and Andy I think that's something people can look at when you're comparing sets is look at this quarterback's price look at this quarterback's price and see if you can you know make up the difference because I always thought mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert I could be totally wrong about that But once I saw Joe Burrow's prices under Justin Herbert's prices, I was like, okay, let me go on ahead and buy these now.
1: Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Uh, That's a great comping strategy, a great comparing strategy, um, comparing similar guys in the same draft class. I think a big reason for this is that because the expectation coming into the season was so much higher for Justin Herbert based on the rookie of the year performance Based on the fact Joe Burrow was coming off of that knee injury and the preseason training camp, all that the reports out of that was terrible about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So that's why uh, his card prices have stayed down until this historic performance uh yesterday, you know, and and sure, yeah, he's fluctuated throughout the season with some some great games and they've struggled some other weeks, but this past week was like, oh, and now their first place in the AFC uh east division so now they're they're in first place they're in playoff contention historic game we're right here at the end and it's like oh man is this gonna is this gonna be the start of a joe burrow deep playoff run and andy i i I found this to be
0: fascinating so i i had you on uh my espn radio show so i'm a fill-in guy for an espn station in south carolina I had you on, I had Adam Palmer from Heroes for Sale on, and we discussed quarterbacks, right? And it's interesting because just a month or so ago, Kyler Murray was the hot buy. And now that things have gotten a little rough, it's switched up on us now as far as Kyler Murray and then Dak Prescott had the game that he had this past weekend. What did... you and I were talking about this uh, before the episode, Andy, what, what did the the prices on their sales tell you as we get ready for the playoffs?
1: So it, it, it tells me that there was more expectation on. So going back to Josh Allen, I think the reason why Josh Allen did not see the same spike that um, Joe Burrow saw is a, you have the, the variance of their draft year, so just to clarify, you are, you are right. They're both 25 or, or maybe almost 26 now, but they're both the same age. However, Josh Allen is uh, drafted two years earlier than Joe Burrow. But I think that plays a factor because when you look at cards, the print run has gone up year over year since 2016. Let's, let's take 2016 because I want to talk about Dak in a second. Uh, Dak was drafted in 2016, Josh Allen 2018, Joe Burrow 2020. And the expectations were much higher for Josh Allen coming into the season. So you saw Josh Allen's biggest rookie card sales back in se- September, whereas you're now seeing Joe Burrow's biggest. So it basically, Josh Allen has got to do more, has got to perform, string more games together to get the same demand spike that Joe Burrow is seeing from virtually one game, you know. And I think the same thing is true for Dak Prescott. I looked at Dak Prescott's sale. He had a ridiculous first half in yet in yesterday's game to the point where they benched him. He had he was twenty seven for thirty five, three hundred forty two yards, four touchdowns, a forty two to seven lead going into halftime, and the man only had hundred and seventy five rookie card sales from Sunday and Monday. His gold vinyl, one out of one dual patch auto with him and Zeke's on card signature and a BGS 9.5 sold for $3,600, 500 I also found a DAC numbered out of five, very comparable to the Joe Burrow RPA that sold for $40,000. This was a PSA 10 from DAC 2 and it sold for $3,350.
0: I still can't get over that Joe Burrow sale for $40,000. It just seems a little weird. You know, we always talk about being skeptical of everything that you see, especially if a card goes for that much. Let's just say that that buy was actually pretty authentic. That goes to show you that cartoonish games, games that are really historic because Joe Burrow's 525-yard game, Andy, was very historic. There were a lot of people – Buying cards, I'm pretty sure that were also Justin Herbert buyers and we're like, okay, I, I've got to get some Burroughs. I yeah. i I only bought Herbert because you know he's more athletic. Uh, he play he has a bigger arm and he plays in LA. And then, you know, people are like, okay, Joe Burrow is a real deal. I gotta go buy him too. I felt that this past weekend. Uh you could just see it in in, in the card community. And look. The bottom line is is this. Joe Burrow is really special. AFC North, it's the Bengals for the next couple of seasons. And it's not Andy, just Joe Burrow. It's who he Mm. has around him, right? Oh, yeah. Top five running back in the NFL. I think it's pretty consensus. You would say Joe Mixon is no worse than top seven or eight. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Name a younger Wide receiver duo, you would take over those two guys right now. Kind of hard. I mean, maybe C D and Gallup. I don't know. Uh, Justin Jefferson and whoever else. I don't know. Uh, Thielen's a little up there in age. Offensive line is going to get better, right? Defense is going to get better. They got Hendrickson. Uh, they're they're going to have more pieces. And I, I just really like the Bengals' future. Uh, Jamar and T. Higgins are really special. And this is something else. Don't be too quarterback focused. And Andy, we didn't include this in our prep, but I've got to show you some love because a little bit later, we're going to get into a few of our misses. If you were a member of the Patreon community, there are time-stamped, evidenced videos and content in the Discord and on your channel about buying which wide receiver, Andy. Who did you tell everyone to buy earlier in the season? It was T. Higgins, man. And you were right on the dag of money, as T. Higgins was by far the wide receiver one this past weekend with the 40-point fantasy performance, which is just insane. T. Higgins is just insane. I wish the Saints would have selected him over Cesar Ruiz uh in, in the first round. T. Higgins was a second round pick. Uh, him and Jamar Chase, that's just so deadly. T. Higgins might end up being the alpha in that offense. I mean, he's really, really, really special. Um, And once again, don't get it twisted. The Ravens, they were playing with their backup secondary. I totally get it. But who cares? The card market doesn't care. Andy, T. Higgins' cards were flying this weekend. Soaring, Andy. Soaring. And if people would have just bought it, what, what were they? They were $2 earlier this season.
1: Uh, I'm yeah, t- talking that that base or that base short print here, like optic hollows or field level silvers, you were getting them for less than ten dollars routinely. <laughs> I was actually buying my my strategy evolved to buying more rare cards with on on card autographs. You know, I love that rookie ticket auto. I was winning those in auctions for around twenty dollars. I've I've listed them uh since Sunday. And I've already sold a couple plus I'm getting offers like I'm getting offers right now. People are trying to and I've got so many watchers on some of these cards that I'm like, I'm not accepting offers. I know it's going to sell this week for what I'm asking for it, which is uh, it's a little bit over 100 percent what I paid for it. So, yeah. And and that's the thing. We knew. T. I mean, like, look at how good Trevor Lawrence was in college and now look how much he's he's struggling in the in the deep ball arena this year and i'm sure yeah there's other factors i get it the whole offensive line the play calling all that kind of stuff but look how good t higgins is at the point of catch i mean the dude is an absolute baller carter um quick stats on him he had about 489 rookie card sales uh sunday and monday and his in comparison his flawless two out of five RPA on card auto uh, sold by it now for 400 and uh, Ooh. $400. Ooh, that's a Which lot. Which is really man. good for skill position. Like his cards are yeah, climbing. That's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. This is, this is just, this is just the beginning of his ascension because of those few games that he missed with the injury. It took some people some time to come back around because so much focus shifted to Jamar chase.
0: Andy, you were right, and if people would have just jumped on it, then that's all they had to do is be a part of the Discord community. And a lot of people pay dividends, and I shouted you out in the Discord for that. Um, and look, we're right about some things, we're wrong about some other things, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But obviously, that's why you know you, you really got to do the research. You you, you got to say, okay, we know Joe Burrow's going to get better. If Joe Burrow's going to get better that T Higgins guy is probably going to come along with them. So once again, I just wanted to shout you out on that. Also something else that we were right about was Jake Fromm, who is absolutely garbage. What did I say last week, Andy? It it just
1: sell sell the F word out of your Jake F word cards. (laughs) And, and and I hope everyone did because you missed your Uh window. Um, Ian Let's Book just say time. the Eagles, the Eagles defense, uh, single-handedly won my fantasy playoff matchup oh. this past week. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I mean Ian Book, uh, same thing as
0: well. But Ian Book, this is a, that was his first start ever. Uh, a lot of people went crazy over Jake Fromm because uh, he had that one Kenny Galladay touchdown, and it was bad, but. Look, I think we have smart enough viewers to know to not buy Jake Fromm on the hype cycle. However, Andy, a lot of people right now are shivering me timbers over Mac Jones. Mm. What did I say on here? Stay away. Stay the freak away. And Andy, people just couldn't do it. People could not save themselves. They saw a quarterback who looks like Tom Brady, playing for the New England Patriots, won a national championship in Alabama, says and does all the right thing, has that golden boy look, and he's not that great. And I feel really bad for the people that pumped all their – I mean, really, the the sales were just insane on Mac Jones. Patriots are still going to make the playoffs, but, uh, man, I I (laughs) – I don't I
1: don't I don't know what to tell people right now, Andy. What what would you say? I would say get them listed if you haven't already and continue to try and sell them. You know, the Patriots have obviously asked him to do more and more these last few weeks, and he's not been able to deliver. He's been delivering more and more mistakes as they ask him to do more and more, but his cards are still selling for a very elevated price point over all the other Twenty twenty one rookie quarterbacks, you know, namely guys that we really like, like Justin Fields. Looks like Trey Lance is going to get a start this weekend. Um, so we could we could see a, an uptick in demand for him if he comes out and plays well. But I'm still seeing pretty good prices on Mac Jones. It's not as good as it was three weeks ago, um, but I still think the Patriots are a good shot to make a, a clinch a, a playoff spot. And so I still think that now is a good time to sell those Mac Jones and take those profits. Same
0: thing with with uh, Zach Wilson after he gets a win over Trevor Lawrence, especially with Mosaic. Uh, it may have already hit the shelves. I know the release date's already passed. I haven't really seen anything yet. Uh, Mosaic, Prism, and everything else is coming out. Uh, it's probably smart just to sell those rookies anyway, but I'm glad you brought up Trey Lance I would have Trey Lance cards ready to be listed, if not just list them already. Because if he just stinks, well, they're not going to sell. Uh, but if he does ball out, I would take advantage of this window right now. Uh, because Trey Lance does play for an iconic brand. Uh, and look, he's got high upside. He really does. He's an amazing athlete. So, uh, Andy, I w- I, if I were out there right now, I don't have much Train Lance. I sold most of the stuff that I pulled out of a few Donner's fat packs. I, I would go on ahead and make sure those are listed.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. I would too. I think this is a great time to capitalize on profit, especially, Carter. We talk about new product being released, so Mosaic's working its way out. But pretty soon, you're going to have starting to have more and more product as we get into the new year, released for 2021 athletes, and um, and that's going to dilute. You know, the demand for maybe the rated rookies that you have right now or the absolutes um, or the rookies and stars, some of those, you know, kind of cards.
0: Hobby tip of the week, Andy, it's pretty simple. Um, I actually have two. Once again, it's a tip that we've already made. Um, Release dates aren't always going to be accurate. I haven't seen I've been searching. Have you seen any 2021 Mosaic anywhere? Or was
1: there an official announcement that they pushed a date back? That is a great question, Carter. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, or or maybe it was just um, let's see, it might it might have just been hobby release. But
0: even then, you would have seen uh, something. Um, the first the first tip though with release dates on Steel City or Cardboard Connections or whatever. Um, they're not always going to be accurate. So that's the first thing. Uh The second hobby tip of the week, uh, I want to talk about rainbow and color matches really quickly. We'll do an episode this off season on just that. Uh, The first thing is color match is a real thing. And for those that don't know what color matching is, Andy, it's essentially when the color, the parallel, matches the Jersey uniform or the Jersey color itself. So a color match for Joe burrow would be an orange parallel. So like an orange prism or an orange refractor with CD lamb, CD lamb cards pop a little bit more when they are blue refractors or blue prism. Uh, so Andy, as far as color matches just, and, and this is more so for like Twitter and Instagram really, I see a lot of people flaunting color match cards. My friend Mint—he's just that—that's all he does. He just freaking loves that color match. It does make it pop, and I, I do think the hobby is kind of caught up on that.
1: I do think the co- hobby is caught up. I, I think card manufacturers have kind of caught up on that as well, because you see more and more base cards just kind of have those team colors uh, built into it. And I think that you absolutely see an increased demand in cards that match, like for the Buccaneers, that red and the orange or bangles, You know, those reds, those oranges, maybe even those black type of uh, colors in the cards that really correlate well with the player's uniform. Uh, definitely see an increased demand in that. And you're right, Carter. The dates have been pushed back from Mosaic to January 12th. So there you go. There you go. Um,
0: the second thing is rainbows, all right? So for those that don't know what a rainbow is, it's collecting every variation of that card. So right now I'm putting together a Tyron Matthew Rookie Rainbow of the Rookie Impact. I have the one-of-one one down here somewhere. So what a rainbow is, is just collecting all the different color variations of a certain card, Okay. Now, here's the thing, Andy. What? Th- there's two important things about rainbows. Uh, the first thing is it's very expensive. There's no other way around it. When you're building a rainbow, obviously it depends on the player, um, but still, rainbows can get very, very pricey because you got to buy very rare variations of the card. So I am currently putting together a Tyron Matthew rainbow. There's only eight variations of this rookie impact insert. So I still need two more of them, but here's the thing. Number one, it's going to be expensive. Number two, and I don't remember who said this on Twitter, but it was a pretty profound statement about building a rainbow. I think it was one of the Dallas card investor guys. I don't remember, but uh crap i'm trying to phrase it correctly if you have the one of one of a rainbow and you don't have any other variations of the card you are closer to completing the rainbow than if someone else has all the other variations of the card but doesn't have the one of one if that makes sense, right? It's pretty – I didn't word it correctly at all, but you get my drift. If you are to build a rainbow, the first and most important thing you need is the one of one because there's only one of them. And the quicker you get in your possession, uh, the cheaper it's probably going to be. So understand that if you – I don't want anyone, Andy, to, to want to really complete a rainbow and – get to the one of one and then them not be able to get it so if you are to build a rainbow if you want every last variation on every uh, on on the checklist or whatever you got to get the one of one first before you do anything
1: else it makes sense man it's like that that one of one is 80% of the of the entire rainbow in terms of like scarcity and and value and and just like difficulty to obtain so you and and um speaking of one of ones, Carter, do you know there was a couple one of ones sold this past Sunday for an up-and-coming running back Ooh. that were at it was at very good prices. Uh kind of like one wishing like after doing a lot more research into this guy this week, this is gonna be my play of the week that I'm wishing I would have got these these one of ones, but I think there might be a couple more out there. So it was Keyshawn Vaughn on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And 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 so this is just to illustrate how well the the performance driven uh, or how, how well the football card market is being driven by performance, you know, given you're on a team that is that is winning, that's doing well, and a player steps in, we talk about the lack of prior performance, creating bigger demand spikes. Well, Keyshawn Vaughn Literally only had about nine, ten carries on Sunday. But one of those was a 55-yard touchdown run. He had a nice stiff arm, a couple uh, jukes, broken tackles, took it to the house. And the guy actually had two one-of-one one sell on Sunday. Plus, he had, um, plus he had 75 buy-it-now solds on Sunday and Monday. And if you look at the prior week, week 15, he literally only had 12. So massive increase in sales volume. Also, his biggest sales of the years a uh, year occurred just this past uh, Sunday on those one of ones that went for a hundred and twenty dollars. Keyshawn Vaughn one of one. Keyshawn Vaughn one of one uh, with the uh, the laundry tag for a hundred and twenty. Very interesting. I guess that's not the absolute
0: worst purchase in the world if you are getting the one-of-one,
1: one, uh, but still, it's Keyshawn Vaughn, right? Ah, okay, so get this. Bruce Arians, after the game on Sunday, said that Keyshawn Vaughn is, quote-unquote, a lead dog. And you add in the fact that Leonard Fournette is going to be a free agent after this year. Ronald Jones is going to be a free agent after this year. And Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he's pretty much done with his career, even though we just picked him up. I'm not sure how many people have even realized that yet, but I mean, I don't He got three carries on Sunday. I don't expect him to do much, hardly, if anything. He's just there for added depth, and he was so cheap, but he'll be a free agent as well. So Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, drafted in the third round, had a 90% dominator score at Vanderbilt, 77th. Uh percentile college target share drafted in the third round 510-214. I think Keyshawn Vaughn's the future of the Tampa Bay running backs. Ooh. Ooh. He can get his cards so cheap. I'm looking at rookie ticket autos selling for well, now they're around $20, but before this past week, those were $10 cards. I mean, literally, that's how cheap his cards were.
0: Well since you are so right on the T Higgins thing, I'm going to agree with you here. I just don't see it. I mean, he was good at Vanderbilt. No, don't get it twisted. I I don't know. I just think he's a guy. I just do. Uh I will say this though. I thought the one of one you were going to bring up was that Jonathan Taylor shield immaculate rookie on card auto, one of one in a PSA 9. Uh, once again, Andy, I, uh, people talk about this all the time about grading one of ones. Uh, it is what it is, but anyway, it went for four thousand seven hundred dollars. Mm. Mm. That's a lot for a running back. That's a lot, and I'm very close. I mean,
1: he's, he's run away with the number one rushing title this year, and and it's, I mean. The Colts look. The Colts are like that sneaky dark horse team right now to make a deep playoff run. In the AFC. Okay, so I'm going to ask you right now:
0: Was that a good buy for that person? Let's just say that person was an investor, mm-hmm. and and you're you're not spending 4,700 on a JT one
1: of one. I mean, that is the Grail. That is a Jonathan Taylor Grail. It it is, but I mean. The thing is, you have a lot more collectors, investors that are just focused, especially high-end guys that are not going to really touch skill position players at all. You know, they're they're focused. So so now you're limiting your potential buyer base down to you know a small pool of people and and them willing to pay that much for a a running back that is still. I mean, yes, he's had a phenomenal 2020 season, but I mean, this is this is just his, his second season. There's a lot of volatility in that position. Um, so he's still a long ways away from creating any type of history or being a Hall of Famer. Uh, so it's still very speculative. That's a lot of money for a speculative buy like that, especially on a running back. I don't know, man. That's so, my opinion. So I'll say
0: this. We are the most pro skill position and defensive player channel you'll ever see. Because the hobby is 99% just guys that want quarterbacks, right? But at the same time, even though we are very pro-skill guys, the only cards you see up here are Jeremy Hill and, and Tyron Matthew, okay? Those are the two players I really PC the most, okay? Um, which is why, you know, I had the Jeremy Hill. He, he's a friend now, and he's just awesome dude, right? I'm as pro-defensive player as anyone, I don't get that Jonathan Taylor buy at all. I, I, it just doesn't. Unless you're a Jonathan Taylor super fan and you had to have that card, but this is very key, Andy. When you are buying bigger cards, okay? So I, I'm, I'm very transparent. Um, I bought the biggest card I, I've ever bought this past Saturday on Christmas, which was a Joe Burrow on card HGA for a few hundred bucks. It was three hundred. 70. That was the final price, $400 total. Okay. Uh, I'll show when, when I get it in, I'll show it. Right. Cause Andy, you're, you're not a super high end buyer. Uh, it's just not really our thing. Now, if we become millionaires through this podcast, we'll, we'll start, we'll start getting into the Patrick Mahomes one of ones. We'll, we'll, we'll get in there. Uh, but Andy, it, it's, it's one of those things where, You always got to keep this in mind if you're making a play on a card. How much room does that card have to grow, right? Mm -hmm. So, like for me, the the Joe Burrow card that I bought this past weekend, uh, it was like plates and patches numbered 9 out of 50. So, serial numbered, um, and it's an on-card autograph. It made sense for me at that price to go for that card. I think that card has room to grow. You always, even if you're getting um, a a surefire Hall of Famer for, for a card price, if you are doing it for investing and flipping reasons, Andy, it's very important for that person to think, is that something that I can actually sell for more than what I just bought it for?
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I think about that every single time, Carter. You you're not kidding, man. Because and that's a big part of my strategy. I, I that that kind of eliminates a lot of players for me because right. I am persistent. I am I am going to make sure that I'm buying in on the low end of that that tier, whatever the player is. I'm gonna comp them out against their peers. I'm also gonna try and find a comparable card and from the same card set and parallel. And comp that out as well, and look at the available listings, and to get a sense if I'm buying in at the low end of that tier, the mid end, or the high end, and then correlate that with like where they're at in their career, or what's what's the um, what's the performance metrics that are driving this this demand, you know, spike. Um, where am I getting in at in in this whole scheme of things? And if it's on the high end, like Jonathan Taylor right now, I I won't do it. I won't do it.
0: Mistakes, we'll get to this really quickly. My biggest mistake was Dwayne Haskins. Bought a Dwayne Haskins PSA 10 uh, silver, and uh, I should not have bought that card. Now, Andy, we've had plenty of for, for just horrible mistakes. Uh, buying cards right when they're released is one that you and I have both made. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, Andy's room or... or mistakes in his past is probably not as bad as mine. Oh, Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Danny dimes, but don't worry, Andy. Don't worry. The giants say that they're still confident. They are still, they, they, they are putting more faith into Joe judge and Danny dimes for the future. That doesn't
1: make you feel any better um a little bit but not for the cards that i have so this is a combination of you know picking and i i didn't pay much for these cards i paid 20 for 30 to each of these but what i bought was base optic and and psa 9 and psa 8 format thinking that worst case scenario they would go up to 30 to 40 at least or 40 to 50 at least and i'd be able to make a nice little profit um, but I, I mean, uh, the, the, a, their base cards B it's it's Daniel Jones. And he's had another sub par year, struggled with injuries as well. And the giants as a whole struggled. Uh, so it's just been another lost year for him. Um, and if I were to want to s- sell cards of his, I'm going to need to definitely have something that's way more scarce than this right here. Yeah. Uh, scarcity is important. Uh, I I,
0: The only reason I didn't buy that Joe Burrow base PSA 10 is just because it's base, right? We touched on this in an episode a few weeks ago about base cards. Me and you are mostly staying away from it now. Um, It still doesn't mean that that's not good or bad investing opportunities, but it's just something that I'm staying away from. Also, in the hobby, even though this is a different sport – the big joke right now and the hobby right now is the Zion Williamson PSA 10 count. The pop count, Andy is 20,000, 20,000. So once again, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous now as far as pops are concerned. So uh, before I give play of the week, I want to shout out Jay, one of the patrons sent me a nice Tyron Matthew card that I didn't have for the PC Mm -hmm. already. So Jay, uh, thank you so much as always. Thank you. To people that send us stuff, that's obviously really cool. And if you want to send us something, once again, feel free uh, to message or just comment down below or join our Patreon at patreon.com
1: slash football cards. Andy, play of the week. I'll let you go first. (laughs) Well, you know, so I I do really like uh, Keyshawn Vaughn right now. It's kind of investing for the future, investing for 2022. Um, some play right now still that I think are, are possible. So to go back to your base card comment, because, um, we talked about this in a couple episodes ago and we still do see transactions on base cards. The problem is the ROI, like the, the jump on those, right? The jump on it. the work you have to put in to buy that card, get it back, relist it, sell it for a potential move in that card from $3 to $6.00. Or, you know nine dollars is is a lot of work for a very little bit of return now i got a good friend that uh raven that does this a lot on com c digitally to where he buys them at volume for pennies on the dollar and put, gets them on the first page and um some of the guys that he's flipping right now are like amon ross saint brown on on the detroit lions and so he's doing these kind of immediate flips by buying these looking at their athletic profiles getting in on them early and then and buying their base cards, their base rated rookie cards, because right now there is a perception of limited supply on a platform like that, because it takes time for people to pull them from packs and, and submit them up to com C, get them uploaded into the website. And so for a time period, it looks like there's a limited supply and people are actually buying those because they have a, a push through to eBay where you can purchase them from eBay. And, and so it's like this this quick flip thing. So just wanted to bring that up with that play of the week right there.
0: Yeah. So check out Com C, check out Starstock, uh as well for those those quick flips. You could get really good prices on there. And you know, we were talking about earlier, Andy, uh the, the time it I just slobbered a little bit. That was smooth. Um, the time it takes for a card to come to you and then relisted and then put it back out. You know, with StarStock and Com C, you could just buy a card and just post it right then and
1: just sell it right then. You could. I and I would stick to Com C because of the fact that they have actual scans, actual pictures right. backing the card that you're buying. What we've seen StarStock shift to a lot now is people basically hunting their website, kind of like Beckett Marketplace. They don't have actual pictures of the cards but they give it like an arbitrary grade um, and based on their pre-grading process, you know, kind of looking at it, like probably like kind of how we look at it here. But, you know, they they're, they have this database and you can go there and you can get consolidated shipping. So you can buy 10, 20, 30, 40 cards and then have one shipping fee of uh, 499, And then you can have that sent directly to ComC and Upload. That's kind of what Sean does because he's out of the country. Um well, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's some legwork involved, but it, it has been uh successful for him. He sells volume every month of these base cards or base short print cards. I mean, he made like 20x on his money on Micah Parsons uh recently in the past couple of weeks, so everything's on the table for him, and and he understands the supply and demand effect of these new guys, these 2021 rookies. You know, like Micah, like Javante Williams, like some of these other guys, (laughs) 2021 rookies that has the perception of a limited supply of the rated rookies on on Com C. And so he takes advantage of that. And that's Raven Invest, right? Yeah, that's Raven Invest.
0: He's a beast. My goodness gracious. Wow. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know he lived out of the country. And the second thing, I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know you could do that and scan. I just love that hustle. I just like, la- I'm laughing at how genius that is. Right. So <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy all the star stock piece. That's genius. That is so, ge- <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so, <laughs> that is so good. I wish I was that smart. I, I never thought about that. I just never thought about that. Wow. And you see, that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, with the Patreon because you know, I have my full-time job of doing the LSU channel. I'm not able to look at every message. And I, I follow Raven Invest somewhat closely uh, because you know you and you and him have all this price research that's just insane. Uh so yeah. Uh let me actually ironically, my play of the week is Lamar Jackson. So shout out to the Ravens. Uh Lamar's one of the biggest stars in the NFL, right? Lamar has barely played. And he still got in the Pro Bowl over Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Now, really think about that, okay? Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, their fans are crazy. You know they voted like crazy for him to get in. Joe Burrow, um, an SEC writer named Connor O'Gara, wrote a very interesting tweet. Joe Burrow's probably like the most universally beloved player. I mean, my girlfriend's family from Alabama, they're all Alabama fans. They freaking love Joe Burrow. I, there's something about him that people just freaking love and Lamar has barely played and he's had some awful, awful performances and he still made the pro bowl over both of them. So that goes to show you, Lamar's got a huge fan base. Obviously he's not playing the Ravens are, are, are on a downturn. He's already got an MVP uh Lamar Jackson I I would look into buying a few of his cards because if he does come back and he does ball out people are going to be going back to buying Lamar cards so keep it a good eye out for the former Heisman Trophy winner and MVP and one of the most marketable insanely popular athletes in American sports right now so there you mm. go man. yeah his
1: up. his. I'm looking at this right now his Base prism is over half. I mean, it's, it's, it's half of what Josh Allen's. Josh Allen's are over double um, more expensive than Lamar's.
0: And one more thing about the base prism thing Josh Allen's base prism before the year was what, like $900 for PSA
1: 10. It's 540 now, Andy. Yeah, Five, I noticed that. 540 He's going to have to do a lot more to get back to that level of where he was the expectation was coming at the season. His one ace in the hole. If you want to see his base prism cards go back to that, potentially eclipse that, get to the next level, he's going to have to win the Super Bowl Carter. That's it.
0: That's it. That's why it's key to always whenever you buy a card, think of how much room it has to grow. You got to factor in pop count, you got to factor in price, got to factor in the player. That's why I kept saying stay away from buying Josh Allen before the season because $940 for a base prison PSA 10. Are you kidding me? And if you did that, I'm sorry that you did, but that's why you got to listen to the show, Andy. We will not lead you astray. We might miss Andy might buy Daniel Jones. I might buy Dwayne Haskins, but we don't make mistakes that often. Especially uh, when it comes to something like that, Andy.
1: It was a great episode, man. Yes, sir. It sure was. It sure was, man. I yeah. I got a, I got a couple more um, misses that that I hit on too. It's oh, just,
0: oh, okay. Go on ahead, man. You know,
1: I I bought them really low. I was just going to throw one more out there. Denzel Mims. I I bought Ooh. quite a few Denzel Mims. Rook. Nothing high end. This was back when I was like investing in optic hollows. You know, mosaic silvers that kind of stuff. And, you know, I do have a nice, nice, like, I have probably, like, 50 Denzel Mims cards over here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. (laughs) I'm hoping that, you know, he can turn it around someday. And with that, (laughs) we'll see you next week, baby. Peace! See you guys. See you next week. Peace!